All right, we are uh, on the home stretch of Psalms class. Um, so there's one more week of this, and uh, and then we're done. And I don't know what's after that. I don't know if we're doing like a interlude class or if we're jumping straight into fall quarter. I don't know. So um, anyway, let me go ahead and start us off with a prayer, and and we'll uh, jump in here. God, we just uh, we thank you so much for bringing us here together. Um, I, I'm just I'm looking forward to just fellowshipping with uh, with the community that you've blessed us with here, um, learning with one another and and praising your name. And um, just as we talk about that this morning, I just ask that you would. Uh, just keep our hearts open, keep our ears open, um, and uh, in some way, God, change us this morning, uh, continue renewing and transforming us uh, through your Spirit. Uh, it's through Christ we pray. Amen. Uh, okay, just a, a couple of... <clears throat> man, my voice is cracking like like I'm 12 this morning. I need more coffee. Um, <clears throat> coffee's the answer to everything. Okay. Uh, just a couple of random things that I wanted to jump in that tie in with Psalms here. Um, just because I was thinking about it last night. So that, this would be an interesting thing to start off with. Um, so in Matthew 22, I don't know if you remember this passage, but... While the Pharisees were gathered together, Jesus asked them, What do you think about the Messiah? Whose son is he? The son of David, they replied. He said to them, How is it then that David, speaking by the Spirit, calls him Lord? For he says, The Lord said to my Lord, Sit at my right hand until I put your enemies under your feet. If then David calls him Lord, how can he be his son? No one could say a word in reply, and from that day, no one dared to ask him any more questions. Um, So this is coming from Psalm 110, uh, that quote. And Psalm 110 is the most quoted psalm in the Bible. It's the verse that says, uh, uh, sit at my right hand until I make your enemies a footstool for your feet. That is the most quoted uh, verse in the Old Testament. in the, that shows up in the New Testament. Um, so there's just a little bit of trivia for you. I think it's interesting here that uh, why does why does Jesus even go here? Um, it's a good tactic. Like next time somebody asks me a question, I'm just going to ask a harder question and say, "All right, well, you can't ask me any more questions if you can't answer my question. Then I'm not going to answer your question." Um, so, I don't know. Anyway, any thoughts here? I just think this is one of those intriguing little snippets, uh, that, that Jesus calls out that's just like, I'm smarter than you, so don't make a fool of yourself. Um, anyway, and then same, uh, same psalm. The Lord has sworn and will not change his mind. You are a priest forever in the order of Melchizedek. What in the world does that mean? 
you remember where uh, Melchizedek shows up in the Old Testament? With, uh, with Abraham, right? And so he, he, uh, finds Melchizedek, uh, run into each other, apparently. And he is a priest of the Most High God. And this is well before Aaron and the line of priests, okay? Um, so, I, I don't know, it's, it's, it's one of those things. Some people think Melchizedek was like, pre-incarnate Jesus or something. Um, just one of these really mysterious uh, th- Hebrews brings Melchizedek uh, back up. Um, and so I, I don't know if Psalm 110 is just sort of pointing at, hey, the anointed one, the, the Messiah, is more than human, right? Uh, son of David, sure, but so much more than David. And for us, that passage isn't all that confusing, you know. Um, obviously, God is greater than David, you know. Uh, but for them, for Jews 2,000 years ago or any time before then, and perhaps even now, um, to say that the Son is greater than the Father or many generations down is greater than the Father is a big deal, right? That's That's... That's a no-go. Um, couldn't be possible. And so Jesus brings out this uh, uh, little snippet to them and says, well, then why does David call the Messiah my Lord if, in fact, the Messiah is supposed to be his son? Um, anyway, just a fun little neat exchange that uh, comes out of Psalms here that happens in the New Testament. Uh, okay. Saying, I love you, this is not Psalms, is not the words I want to hear from you. It's not that I want you not to say, but if you only knew how easy it would be to show me how you feel, more than words is all you have to do to make it real. Then you wouldn't have to say that you love me, because I'd already know. What would you do if my heart was torn in two? More than words to show you, uh, to show you feel that your love for me is real. What would you say if I took those words away? Then you couldn't make things new just by saying, I love you. More than words. La di da, da di da, da di da 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 da. Now I've tried to talk to you and make you understand all you have to do is close your eyes and just reach out your hands and touch me, hold me close, don't ever let me go. More than words is all I ever needed you to show. Then you wouldn't have to say that you love me because I'd already know. What would you do if my heart was torn in two? More than words to show you feel that your love for me is real. What would you say if I took those words away then you couldn't make things new just by saying I love you? More than words. Um, do you like this song? Do you wholeheartedly agree with this song? Why not? Um, obviously, words are important. Actions are important, too. Um, 
Perhaps if you had to choose one, then, you know, go with actions. But that's not to say that words are just, you know, they don't matter. Right, Cindy? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. Um, Yeah, that's, that's definitely true. There's... In fact, God says multiple times in the Old Testament, stop, stop worshiping because your life is nasty, right? Um, at the same time, I, I can think of situations where um, I might prefer to show my love to my wife and Sometimes, Taryn would sometimes prefer the thousand words than the action. Is that true with any of you? Um, I'm, I'm so bad with words. Uh, I, I'll write down, you know, I'll write a book or something over a course of a few years. But, uh, you know, just sitting in, sitting in bed and Taryn's like, um, you know, why do you love me? I'm like, oh, right now, you know, um, you know, let me let me clean the house for you tomorrow or, or something and show you. But sometimes she would prefer words, right? Um, so I, I don't know if, if this is true with uh, with any of you guys, but um, Mark nine, we're gonna circumlocute around here to uh, Psalms. Uh, Mark nine, teacher said John, we saw someone driving out demons in your name. And we told him to stop because he was not one of us. Do not stop him, Jesus said, for no one who does a miracle in my name can in the next moment say, any, say anything bad about me. For whoever is not against us is for us. Truly I tell you, anyone who gives you a cup of water in my name because you belong to the Messiah will certainly not lose their reward." Uh, I was in a youth minister's gathering of, I don't know, there's probably 20 of us in Dallas uh, that showed up to this meeting, and they were talking about certain um, service projects and stuff that they were doing around town. And one of them was, uh, they went out and they were, I think, literally giving water to workers on the side of the road. And so Dallas is hot. Um, Taryn and the kids are in Dallas, right? Or not Dallas, Austin right now. And uh, the day she got there, she texted me and said, I don't know how we lived here for this long. It's so hot. Um, so anyway. But uh, so this group went around giving water to people. And one of the other youth ministers said, well, did they say like, in the name of Jesus, or something about, you know, I'm doing this because we're doing a service project for this church, like, so that they would know why they're doing it, you know? Uh, So, I want to toss it out to you. Does it mean more uh, when you say, I'm doing this because Jesus, uh, blah, 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 blah. You know what what I'm saying? What I'm trying to (laughs) spew out here? Uh, what are your thoughts? Should we say why and for whom ultimately we are doing um, service? Yeah, Nicole. I think 
Um, I heard that there was a couple of groups that showed up to a high school or college football game uh, in Texas, and uh, no, it wasn't Texas, I think this was South Carolina, this is Jeff Walling who was telling this story, but two of these huge church groups showed up at this game. One group was giving out free hot dogs and drinks and stuff, and the other group was giving out uh, little pieces of paper, invitations to a Sunday service or something like that. And at the end of the game, these little invitation pieces of paper were just tr- just trashed everywhere. And the other group that gave everybody um, drinks and food went and picked them all up, and you know, so that the the workers of the stadium didn't have to do it. Um, I don't know if they ever got the chance to say why they were doing it or, hey, we're a part of a church group. and You know what I'm saying? But um, it, it does seem that while I would ultimately agree, Nicole, that um, your heart is what matters the most, um, at some point, words matter. <laughs> God gave us words and a language, and, uh, and I think we're supposed to use those. Um, so... Let, let me see, um, Jeremiah, getting a little closer to Psalms. Yeah, Angela. Just going back to that verse, it kind of, it's interesting to me because I think that this verse is really talking about the change that happens from the person who is doing the giving. Mm-hmm. It says, you know, if somebody does something in my name, it's really hard for them to turn around and say something bad about me. It's talking about the, I mean, oftentimes the giving is more about someone's point of view than mm-hmm. And I, th- I think most of us probably would agree that I can say I'm, till the cows come home, I can say I'm doing something in Jesus' name when, in fact, I, I may very well not be um, because it's more than words. <laughs> yes, any? Um, have you ever been in a situation where it's a small group of close buds and somebody starts 
gossiping or saying not kind or not nice, not flattering things about somebody else. And here you are in this situation knowing, regardless of how funny or whatever it might be, this is, this is not very holy conversation happening right now. Um, and instead of, I mean, I'm just thinking of all sort of times in, in my own life where it's so much easier because of my personality and everything else. I'm not confrontational, right? I just, I'm going to let my silence, you know, say something. Um, instead of, you know, like, like Seth is saying, a gut check and saying, you know, standing up and saying, sorry guys, this is not a conversation I can be a part of talking about other people like this, um, I think you really need to consider the kind of words that, you know, and, and that sort of thing, that says a lot when you're willing to say those words, especially when it's people you're close with. Um, Jeremiah 7, so do not pray for this people nor offer any plea or petition for them. Do not plead with them for I will not listen to you. Do you not see what they are doing in the towns of Judah and in the streets of Jerusalem, the children gather wood, the fathers light the fire, and the women knead the dough and make cakes to offer to the queen of heaven. They pour out drink offerings to other gods to arouse my anger. But am I the one they are provoking, declares the Lord? Are they not rather harming themselves to their own shame? Um, so there could be a literal sense to this. You remember when uh, Elijah is out, is on Mount Carmel and the prophets of Baal are literally cutting themselves trying to um, evoke Baal's response to them. Uh, so maybe there's a sense to that. I wonder if um, there's a more spiritual, uh, maybe deeper meaning to uh, you know God saying, when you worship idols, you are, you are really just harming yourself, right? I'm, I'm not, I'm okay. <laughs> you are harming yourself when you do that. So, uh, I don't know. Any thoughts here about what that could mean? Do you, have you found this to be, uh, true in any sense? Okay. I'll ask this again at the end of the class. Uh, okay. So I want to... I didn't uh, put all these in here, but I'm just going to start reading some psalms. Uh, so I'm going to start in uh, about 103. You can just about just turn a psalm open and start reading it and, and find this to be the case, especially in the last half of the book. Um, but I'm, I'm going to start here in uh, 103, just to pick a spot. And I'm going to start jumping around. So I'm, I'm going to read sort of the beginning and the end of about 103 through 108, jump to 138, and then jump toward the end to about 146. Uh, praise the Lord, O my soul, all my inmost being. Praise His holy name. Praise the Lord, O my soul. And forget not all his benefits, who forgives all your sins and heals all your diseases, who satisfies your desires with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. 
Uh, skip to 20. Praise the Lord, you His angels, you mighty ones who do His bidding, who obey His word. Praise the Lord, all His heavenly hosts, you servants who do His will. Praise the Lord, all His works everywhere in His dominion. Praise the Lord, O my soul. Praise the Lord, O my soul. O Lord, my God, you are very great. You are clothed with splendor and majesty. He wraps himself in light as with a garment. He stretches out the heavens like a tent and lays the beams of his upper chambers on their waters. Uh, Skip uh, to the end here. May the glory, uh, 104 verse 31. May the glory of the Lord endure forever. May the Lord rejoice in his works. He who looks at the earth and it trembles, who touches the mountains and they smoke. I will sing to the Lord all my life. I will sing praise to my God as long as I live. May my meditation be pleasing to him as I rejoice in the Lord. But may sinners vanish from the earth and the wicked be no more. Praise the Lord, O my soul. Praise the Lord. 105. Give thanks to the Lord, call on His name, make known among the nations what He has done. Sing to Him, sing praise to Him. Tell of all His wonderful acts. Glory in His holy name. Let the hearts of those who seek the Lord rejoice. And then skip to the end of 105 here. Uh, Again, praise the Lord. Look at 106. Praise the Lord, give thanks to the Lord, for He is good, His love endures forever. Who can proclaim the mighty acts of the Lord, or fully declare His praise. Blessed are they who maintain justice, who constantly do what is right. Uh, Skip to the end of 106. Praise be to the Lord, the God of Israel, from everlasting to everlasting. Let all the people say, Amen. Praise the Lord. And then the beginning of book 5. So Psalm 107. Give thanks to the Lord, for He is good. His love endures forever. Let the redeemed of the Lord say this. Those he redeemed from the hand of the foe. Those he gathered from the lands from east to west, from north to south. Um, Look at Psalm 108. My heart is steadfast, O God. I will sing and make music with all my soul. Awake, harp and lyre. I will awaken the dawn. I will praise you, O Lord, among the nations. I will sing of you among the peoples, for great is your love, higher than the heavens. Your faithfulness reaches to the skies. Be exalted, O God, above the heavens. Let your glory be over all the earth. Um, Skip over to about 138. Read a couple lines from there. I will praise you, O Lord, with all my heart. Before the gods, I will sing your praise. I will bow down toward your holy temple And will praise your name for your love and your faithfulness. For you have exalted above all things your name and your word. Um, Skip to the end of the book. Go to Psalm 146. Um, Actually, look at the end of Psalm 145 also. My mouth will speak in praise of the Lord. Let every creature praise his holy name forever and ever. Uh, 146. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, O my soul. I will praise the Lord all my life. I will sing praise to my God as long as I live. Um, And then look at the end. The Lord reigns forever. Your God, O Zion, uh, for all generations. Praise the Lord.
Look at 147. Praise the Lord, how good it is to sing praises to our God. How pleasant and fitting it is to praise Him. Um, 148, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord from the heavens. Praise Him in the heights above. Praise Him, all His angels. Praise Him, all His heavenly hosts. Praise Him, sun and moon. Praise Him, all you shining stars. Praise Him, you highest heavens and waters above the skies. Uh, It goes on through all of creation. Uh, Verse 13, let them praise the name of the Lord, for His name alone is exalted. His splendor is above the earth and the heavens. He has raised up for His people a horn, the praise of all His saints of Israel, the people close to His heart. Praise the Lord. Uh, Two more to go. Psalm 149, praise the Lord. Sing to the Lord a new song, His praise in the assembly of the saints. Let Israel rejoice in their Maker. Let the people of Zion be glad in their King. Let them praise His name with dancing and music to Him with tambourine and harp. For the Lord takes delight in His people. Um, He crowns the humble with salvation. Let the saints rejoice in this honor and sing for joy on their beds. Uh, 150, praise the Lord. Praise God in His sanctuary. Praise Him in His mighty heavens. Praise Him for His acts of power. Praise Him for His surpassing greatness. Praise Him with the sounding of the trumpet, with the harp and the lyre, with tambourine and dancing, with flutes uh, and string. Praise Him with the clash of cymbals, with the resounding cymbals. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Do you get the impression that we should praise the Lord? Um, I do. And it seems like it's not simply um, actions are fine, you don't have to say it. I, I, I don't get that impression. You know what I mean? Um, so I want to ask you guys, because this is an interesting, this is an interesting thing to me. Um, a lot of these um, uh, times in Psalms where it says, praise God, right? Hallelujah, which means praise the Lord. Uh, that often we don't look at them as really commands or necessarily even suggestions. It's more like that was just how David felt at that moment. You know, It's not really a thing for me to take to heart and saying we all need to praise God all the time. Um, uh, but, so, I, I've heard and read before that the most common command that is most explicitly a command in the Bible is don't fear, right? But, if you look at all of these times, all these instances where I would say we are told to praise God, that praising God seems to be the most recurrent command in Scripture, um, I think that's kind of interesting because, um, well, the Holy Spirit certainly helped to write Scripture, right? Um, and so it seems as if God is saying, uh, you need to worship me and praise me. And um, does anybody think that that's a little bit odd? Because if you had a... That's not how humans interact with each other, right? If, if one of my friends said, um, I just really need you to affirm me um, as much as possible. Uh, you really need to recognize all of the things that I do 
all the time. Um, that, that would be, um, I don't think I could be great friends with that person. You know what I'm saying? Uh, if you had somebody at work who constantly demanded or begged for your affirmation and recognition, um, I don't know, is that a person that is easy or more difficult for you to actually affirm and to recognize those kind of people uh, who demand that sort of thing from you? It makes God seem like an insecure tyrant to demand praise all the time. Doesn't it? I, I don't know if I'm the only person <laughs> that's ever thought this, but it's as if like God has this love bank and it is constantly getting empty, and we have to keep filling it up, you know, um, by praising and worshiping and sacrificing and, and all this kind of thing. Uh, and I think a lot of people are turned away from Christianity uh, because they have the impression that God is saying, worship me or I'll torture you forever. Um, okay, I guess I'll worship God, you know, Steve. Mm-hmm. And his prayer that he 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is God. And it's only through Jesus Christ that we can, that we can heal this man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, God certainly it doesn't forget that he's, you know, all powerful and everything. Uh it does seem to be yeah, there's there's a lot of, of good and benefit that uh like Jim's saying that uh it's it's not conceded on God's part. This is just the way the universe works and it's the only possible way that it could work. Uh God can't make anything more worthy of being worshipped than himself, you know. Uh yeah, John. It's, it seems to be, in a sense, a health check. How often are you praising? Um, could it be that it's easier for you to praise all the time because you are that infatuated with God? Um, what, we're going to get to some verses that... Uh, man, there it goes again. Uh, we're going to get to some verses uh, here at the end. But I, I want to... Uh, I was kind of... I don't know. I was, I was looking at this... Uh, dilemma, I guess, and thought, um, you know, where, where could I get some uh, answers? And I found C.S. Lewis had uh, wrestled with this same thing. And so I want to just share a couple of things that he said um, uh, that C.S. Lewis said that uh, I think you guys have already kind of caught on to. Uh, but he says, I thought of it in terms of compliment, approval, or the giving of honor. I had never noticed that all enjoyment spontaneously overflows into praise. Shyness or the fear of boring others is deliberately brought in to check it. The world rings with praise. Lovers praising their mistresses, Romeo praising Juliet, vice versa. Readers, their favorite poet. Walkers praising the countryside. Players praising their favorite game. Praise of weather, wines, dishes, actors, motors, horses, colleges, countries, historical personages, children, flowers, mountains, rare stamps, rare beetles, even sometimes politicians or scholars. Except where intolerably adverse circumstances interfere, praise almost seems to be inner health made audible. I had not noticed either that just as men spontaneously praise whatever they value, so they spontaneously urge us to join them in praising it. Isn't she lovely? Wasn't it glorious? Don't you think that magnificent? The psalmists, in telling everyone to praise God, are doing what all men do 
when they speak of what they care about. My whole more general difficulty about the praise of God depended on my absurdly denying to us as regards the supremely valuable, capital V, what we delight to do, what we can't help but doing about everything else we value. Um, So I I think that you guys have sort of already uh, brought a lot of this out, but I like a couple of things that that he says here. Um, And a lot of, um, Angela already said it, we're, we're wired as human beings to worship something, to praise something. We all value something. And praise is... Um, praise is, in, in a sense, uh, the, how, how you know it, I guess. Uh, so if God desires our greatest good, um, and there is nothing greater in the universe than himself, um, then if, if God truly loves us, he must give us himself, right? I don't know if that makes sense to you guys. It made sense when I typed it down. Um, but God could not make anything more praiseworthy in all of creation than simply who he is, right? Uh, so I was thinking about um, watching these uh, World Cup games that finished several weeks ago. And uh, when somebody made a really good play, and I'm watching it by myself... I didn't enjoy it as much. And so I had to text Jeff and Danny and be like, dude, did you see that pass? Did you see that play? You know, this, how he juked him. Um, you know, and, and we're just going back and forth because it, it, uh, magnified our enjoyment of the experience to talk about it with one another, right? Um, and, uh, so C.S. Lewis kind of goes on with, with that thought. Uh, I think we delight to praise what we enjoy. Because the praise not merely expresses, but completes the enjoyment. It is its appointed consummation. It is not out of compliment that lovers keep on telling one another how beautiful they are. The delight is incomplete until it is expressed. It is frustrating to have discovered a new author and not be able to tell anyone how good he is. To come suddenly at the turn of the road upon some mountain valley of unexpected grandeur and then to have to keep silent because the people with you care for it no more than a tin can in the ditch. To hear a good joke and find no one to share it with. Um, if, If our satisfaction, if our enjoyment in God is incomplete until it's expressed in praise um, of him just for satisfying us with himself, then God's effort and God's command and I don't know, suggestion, whatever, however you want to call it, um, to elicit my worship as a human being is the most loving thing that God can do. To demand and require me praising him and my worship of him is the most loving thing God can do. It's not... Um, uh, it, it's, it's not like God has this love bank that we have to keep filling up so that he feels better. You know what, I, you know what I'm saying? Um, so I want to end with just a couple of uh, verses, and uh, we'll end class here. Matthew 12, either make the tree good and its fruit good, or make the tree bad and its fruit bad, for the tree is known by its fruit. You brood of vipers, how can you speak good when you are evil? For out of the abundance of the heart... The mouth speaks. 
The good person out of his good treasure brings forth good. The evil person out of his evil treasure brings forth evil. I tell you, on the day of judgment, people will give account for every careless word they speak. For by your words, you will be justified. And by your words, you will be condemned. And finally, Jeremiah 20. If I say, I will not mention him or speak any more in his name, there is in my heart, as it were, a burning fire shut up in my bones and I am weary with holding it in, and I cannot. Um, I, I, love, I love that verse, um, but it's also really challenging to me because how often, personally, can I say that I can't hold in my praise of God? You know, um, it's not as much as I would like it to be. And... Uh, like John is saying, that is, that is a heart thing. It's not simply, oh, the more I blabber on, uh, you know. But um, maybe it is, in a sense, a health check that we can all maybe take to heart for a little bit. Um, especially as we're praising this morning for an hour or an hour and a half, however long it ends up being. Um, are you able to hold it in? You know what I'm saying? Um, it is, yeah. The longer we go without praising God, um, the more the more self-absorbed that we become. Therefore, it becomes easier not to praise God. Yeah. If we praise God, even in just small things, we don't have to go out and beat the streets and, you know, but just to say, when someone says something, you say, oh, well, for God did this for me. Yeah, it becomes easier to take things for granted. All right, thanks. Uh, Last week is is the last one uh, for this class, so uh, be here for that.